0: Victoria, welcome to The Shift. Thank you for coming on the show. We're so excited to have you and such a huge fan of yours. I appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. I've been following your page for years now. I think we should start out and do a little intro. If you're at a party, someone asks you what you do, what do you tell them? Typically, I'll say
1: I'm a content creator. I also host a podcast. And then they'll follow it with what do you post about. And then I say, I do a lot of work in the mental health space and also lifestyle content, but more often than not, it's not the lifestyle you're picturing. It's more of the nitty gritty of pulling back the curtain and talking about the everyday struggles, successes, and occurrences that happen in life.
0: Could you just share a little bit about how you got there then? Like what led you to this career?
1: I was a college volleyball player. I played four years at USC in Southern California, sight on. And during my time as a student athlete, I really struggled with my mental health for the first time. I experienced anxiety, depression, I was dealing with an eating disorder. And as I started to seek help and really gain more perspective on what I had experienced, I wanted to share my story in hopes of helping other athletes who might be in the same place as me. So I delivered a TED talk, this is a very long story short, And then the TED Talk is what really helped me harness my own voice and then begin advocating. And I've been doing that for the past six years. And recently, I'd say in the past two years, I have had a bit more of a shift in what I do now that I'm no longer a college athlete and I'm no longer a student. I have been able to kind of keep that same authenticity and that same realness energy, but apply it to my wedding, married life. Apartments family and just everyday life.
0: I will say I watched your TED talk with my husband who was an athlete in college And everything you were saying he was like this needs to be said like I, I resonate with this so much and just like the crazy schedules and It is an amazing TED talk for everyone who hasn't listened to it yet. It's called the hidden opponent. It's on YouTube I would highly recommend it So the reason we're here What is the best advice Victoria that you've ever gotten? This is a tough question, Christy, and I don't <laughs> I know, like. It's I so, I loaded. Am so
1: many. <laughs> it's like the hardest question ever. But <laughs> if I think about a piece of advice that has stuck with me for a really long time, and I love to pay it forward and share it with other people, somewhere along the beginning of my career, I saw this quote: "If your first draft is perfect, you started too late." And I think it hits so deeply because oftentimes we will not start our side hustle. We won't have that conversation with a friend. We won't step outside of the box because we need it to feel perfect. And like every little last thing about this is correct, whatever that means. But no matter what it is in life, you are going to start and then grow and learn. And whatever it is you're doing, it's going to change and adapt over time. So I love this quote, if your first draft is perfect, you started too late. It kind of encourages you to go for whatever it is and be fine with it being messy.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. And as a quote person, clearly, I'm shocked because I've never heard that. And it's so good. You have to design
1: that. It hits. Whenever people call me and they're very perfectionist, I can't start my podcast because everything I record sounds stupid or every caption I write, I'm like, If it was a perfect caption, then like, you know, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Literally,
0: literally me every time I post anything. I think that is so true on social media, especially with people just not wanting to put themselves out there because they're terrified of making a mistake or being imperfect. And I don't know if I'm sure you've felt that a ton, especially because you're so real and raw on social. Like, what has your experience been with that advice and using that as you venture into the social world? You know,
1: I had to deal with the fear of the judgment of others in the beginning. I vividly remember thinking, oh my gosh, my older brother's friends are going to be like, Victoria Garrick is trying to be an influencer, you know, and I was so nervous about that. Or when you do your first comment to heart or like and subscribe and you know no one's going to like or subscribe or comment, you know, but you have to start somewhere. And then eventually you get to a place where it is what you do, it is legitimate and like, N- n- who's laughing now, you know, not that yeah. anyone was laughing at me, but like you do have to, you have one life you have to go for, you have to do what you love. And personally, I have so much respect for anyone who goes for their dream in life, whether it is something I am familiar with or I'm not. I have so much respect for the hustler. So to even think about the people who might be cutting you down or judging you, it's like, what kind of person is that? And is that someone's opinion you should be valuing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's brave. It's such a sad fact that you're not cool on social until you are cool. And then all of a sudden, all those people that were making fun of you are like, oh, I want to be your friend. And it's just an interesting landscape to navigate. But I think that being okay with making mistakes is and just being imperfect is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And clearly, that's what draws people to your account. But I'm just wondering, like, how do you get that courage to like express yourself so raw? And I I post like one video of myself and I'm like this is terrifying. I can't do this. There's a reason I don't show my face a lot on my Instagram.
1: Yeah, it can be scary and I feel like the pendulum has swung back to where it was in the beginning because you know, you then get to a point where you do zoom out and you're like, well, this is a lot of followers. This is a lot of eyes and then you start to overthink everything, you know, today I'm not having the best mental health day. I just, I'm not in a great mindset. And it's my husband's birthday and Mm -hmm. I'm going to this event later, which it's such an awesome event. And I feel like I can't even post and say, this is a rough day for me because my husband's birthday. So I don't want people saying, it's your husband's birthday. Like, it's not about you, you know, like don't be such a buzzkill. I don't want to also post that I'm feeling sad because then the event I'm going to later, they're going to see it and think, it's about the event, you know? And so then I'm now not being honest and I'm going to have this highlight reel of my husband's birthday and this really awesome event. And that's the opposite of what I want to do. So, you know, I do get stuck and I do get tripped up and I try to remind myself like that's my overthinking and my anxious brain, but really just rip the bandaid off. I'm sure I'll post something and just allude to like such an exciting day, but weirdly not feeling the excitement, but like, I'm going to power through.
0: I feel like even a lot of content creators that are like, oh, I'm real, I'm raw, I'm unfiltered. It's like, they're just not. And you just know it. And I think what's so beautiful about what you've been able to do is like, you can tell it is very real. And not a lot of people can achieve that. And not a lot of people can have the courage, honestly, to post to people and be like, yeah, my mental health is not great today. And this shiny thing is not very shiny right now. And I, I think that's amazing. Going back to your your best advice you've ever gotten about if you did it perfectly, you started too late. When has there been like a story or an experience in your life where you've used that advice or where looking back now you're like, Oh, I did. I made that decision because of listening to that advice.
1: Yeah. You know, I think about my own podcast It's called real pod. And when I first started it, I had this very, very like pink girly theme, and I was only interviewing women and You know, I just kind of had this idea of like what the show was going to be, and I started it. And my first ten episodes were women. I think even thirty episodes were women. And then as I'm doing it, I'm learning. Oh wait, that guy is pretty cool, and I want to interview him. Why am I limiting myself? If if any person has a story and I'm interested in them, I want them to be able to come onto the show. So I don't want to make it exclusive by gender. So you know, that's something. And then also, my show has grown in the sense that. It used to be real pod specifically about anxiety, depression, and eating disorders. But now it's real pod about the stresses of wedding. It's real pod about how do you feel sexy in your own body. It's real pod about what it's like to be a new married couple. And it, and I could have never sat down and written out all of the guests, the progression of the theme of the show, what the new cover art would look like five, four years ago. You know, yeah. I had to experience that as I grew through the show. And of course, if you made me go listen to my first episodes, I'd probably cringe. But that's part of what has allowed me to be here now. So I think that's an example that I give to others and what I think about of myself whenever I start something new is you just have to go for it and then you will adjust and grow as you learn.
0: Speaking of real pod 2, I want to hear what is some of the best quotes that you have gotten or the best little tidbits that you've heard in your podcast? I'm sure. I mean, I know you've interviewed all sorts of fascinating people and I'd be so interested to know.
1: That is such a great question. And <laughs> I have had some amazing pieces of advice or tidbits I've learned as well. And I think three things come to mind. I had on Ron Boss Everline, who's Kevin Hart's trainer. And he said he doesn't set goals because he feels like goals can also be sneakily disguised as limits. You know, if you set a goal for yourself and you're like, I want a, I want to write a book you know, in five years, you might then pass on all these other opportunities because the pa- the past you decided, no, we're going to do a book, we're going to do a book. And and then what if you could have done three books, but you said one book, you know, so you yeah. could set goals and kind of box yourself in. And so I thought that was really interesting because usually you would think a trainer and people in the sports world are very goal oriented. And so I love that. And I like to take things day by day. I don't have a five-year plan. Another piece of advice was April Ross. She is an Olympic gold medalist. She won in beach volleyball in Mm -hmm. Tokyo. And she just said, I really believe that if someone wants something in life, they will dig deep and they will find a way to put themselves to work. And she said it much more (laughs) inspirationally than that. But April was just saying, like, at the end of the day, if you really want something, like, you will. Ask the questions. You'll Google search. You'll try to find the book. You'll tr- like, and deep down as humans, we we really kind of embody that cliche dating quote. If he wanted to, he would. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I and so that was great. And then lastly, and this has stuck with me the most, it's one of my favorite quotes ever. Mm-hmm. I had on Dean Varun Sony. He is the Dean of Religious Life at USC. He's incredible. And he said, happiness is not a place you arrive to. It is a state you cultivate. And I think about that all the time because so often we are thinking happiness is when I get this thing. Happiness is when all of these things are aligned. Happiness is in a year from now, the job promotion, the money, the house, the whatever. And it's just like, it's not. Happiness is a state you cultivate and it's something you can cultivate right now with none of those things.
0: I especially love that last one. I feel like there's a quote that just says, like, life is happening right now. And I always try and remember that. Like, you know, you always say, I think there was a quote actually that I wrote on my page that was like, don't wait to be happy until you lose five pounds or you find the perfect relationship. We delay our happiness for so many things. And I think it's such a beautiful place to arrive at when you realize that there's no better time to be happy than right now. And when you think about, Time, are we moving
1: through time? It's like we're almost like pulling at like tomorrow and the next week and the next month, and we're we're like attacking time. When really, I think you want to get to a place where time just like moves through you and you're present and you're fully in the moment or the life that you have right now, because
0: time's always going to come. Last question, then, which is probably maybe even the hardest one is what advice would you give to someone who is in your shoes where you were 5 years ago
1: If i had to give advice to someone who is where i was at 5 years ago i would say as much as you want the success to happen overnight and as much as you want all these big things to happen tomorrow it's going to take time and i know that in your head it seems like you're not you know you're going to have this boring 4 4 years and 11 months until that final five-year mark and you get what you wanted, but really all the things you're going to go through are going to stack up and help you learn and grow and be better and maybe identify new things you want to achieve or a new direction for you. And so I think I've been processing recently how much time I've spent to get to where I am now. And it doesn't just happen fast and, you know, to be patient with yourself.
0: I think that's beautiful. Especially in today's world, it's just so easy to feel like everyone gets to where they are overnight. Like you always hear overnight success, and there's just no such thing. And that goes back to what you were saying too about finding happiness in the journey. That's why it's so important because it's not going to happen overnight. And while it takes that time, we might as well be enjoying that time.
1: And there's pros and cons to an overnight success. You know, I constantly have to remind myself do I really want 5 million followers overnight? Like, I don't think that's ever something that I want. I I love the community that I have. I love that it's so curated and it's such good people. And like, that sounds overwhelming. It's weird. There's a part of us that's like, I need more, I need more, I want more. But then when you think about sitting in that life, a lot of those people aren't super happy. Yeah. And, you know, I constantly have to remind myself that like, this, this is pretty prime and sometimes growth can hurt you.
0: Yeah. No, it's so true. You you evolve the way you're supposed to for the things that come at your life. And I think that when things do happen overnight, you don't get that chance to evolve and you might not be the person you need to be to handle those things or to even want those things. So I think that's really valid. I know you mentioned that you were having a hard day and I'm sorry. We've all, we've all been there. Not that it, anyone's experience is the same as yours, but I'm just wondering for other people's sake what do you do to like get yourself out of that? You know, it
1: depends on the day. I think I'm meeting myself where I'm at. Would I have loved to not be in sweats and have some makeup on and look a little bit more presentable for this? Sure. I was actually so comforted when I saw you in your mad happy hoodie and, <laughs> you know, your cute bun. I was like, wait, I actually feel so comfortable. And like, you know, I didn't know if I was supposed to be like dressed really nice. Yes. No. But-
0: we're I'm all about being casual. Casual. I saw the
1: alarm on my phone. I was like, 12 o'clock, get ready for the interview. And then I was like, you know what? This is where I am today. And it's okay for me to show up as myself and own it. And so that would be my advice to other people is don't fake it till you make it. Like, and don't put on a mask and act like everything's fine if it's not. And if someone says, how are you? It's okay to say, chugging along today. I'm hanging in there today. You know, you never know if they might say, oh, me too. And then you can connect or they might help you or they yeah. might text you the next day. Like, I just own where I'm at constantly, even if that means I don't know. I will own the fact that I'm like, I'm feeling lost and I'm really confused, period. There's no point.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I, I feel like as a society, we're getting to that point of being okay with saying like, yeah, I'm really not okay today. And I think that that is helping so many other people because let's be honest, like most of the time, none of us are really that okay but we're not going to talk about it if we feel like everyone else is okay because that just makes us feel uncomfortable. So people like you that are spearheading those conversations are doing the work to get us to a better society because we all have those days and you never know who you could be helping by saying like, yeah, today's rough. And then you can converse and make it less rough for each other.
1: Thanks, babe. And you do the same thing. You know, I'm such a quotes girly and like Coming across words that really hit you deep um, can do so much. And I'm sure your words are screensavers on people's phones and they're printed on mirrors and they're in binders at school. And that carries so much weight. So you are doing wonderful work as well.
0: Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. Well, the whole point, the reason I honestly started loving quotes so much was because I would be feeling things and then all of a sudden I would read a quote and I'd be like, oh, like that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. But someone was able to put it into words. And sometimes that's like the most comforting thing in the world. And so I'm glad that you and other people have appreciated them because... I think we're doing similar things with similar goals to just show people like none of us are an island. There are billions of people that go through the same emotions that we do. And so instead of just covering them up, why don't we just try and put them out there and talk about them? And I think that leads us to a better place. I'm so grateful that you did this. What's next for you? Is there anything exciting? Or if you're like, I'm just trying to survive, that's also okay.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm actually just trying to slow down more. I have a few fun trips coming up with friends and family mm-hmm. and it's like why not like I, why do i subject myself to keep pedal to the metal at all times when like i've done that and now i have the ability to like hop out of the car for a little bit so i'm chilling i'm slowing down a little bit but people can find me on instagram and tiktok at victoria brown with an e at the end and then my podcast is called real pod and there really are some amazing episodes and guests so you can just scroll through the catalog and find a title that peaks your interest and
0: hopefully you enjoy. I love it. Yes, everyone follow and listen and I just am so grateful to you for coming on. This has been like so inspirational and so happy. I don't I wouldn't have expected anything else from you, but <laughs> I feel revived and thank you for coming on the show.